Oh. Siri has something to add. Please wait. How should Scott raise his baby? Okay. I found this on the web for how should Scott racist baby. Oh, racist baby. Okay. <laughs> Exit. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scott. I'm about to be a dad, and I've enlisted my friends Joey and Garrett to help me prepare for fatherhood. This is Dad Jokes. Hi, guys. <laughs> oh, you look tired, rubbing your eyes right out of the gate. I have an idea for this one. I'm, I'm thinking maybe um, I'm going I'm to go on mute and you guys can just go ahead and talk um, <laughs> and just record what you want and just um, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. yeah I'm going to take a nap <laughs> and then you guys can just insert a lot of, a lot of long pauses and I'll just go back in and like dub, dub myself in later. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying you look like shit, Scott. I'm just saying you're not, you're not looking great. What are you drinking there? Is that a rip it? Is that a beer or a Mountain Dew? It's a, uh, it's a Wiseacre Boom Slang. Okay. Oh. Yeah. You, Because you, you're not drowsy enough, so you figure to throw some hops in here? Yeah, well, yeah, we always record with, with, uh, with some beer, so can't mess that up now. <laughs> I mean, you know, why, why break with tradition, right? Exactly. Oh, you look tired, buddy. How's it going? We're, we're doing okay. It's actually not been the worst. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we've had some some okay nights, uh, some very, very long nights. How, um, how many days have you guys been home now? Mm, let's see. Um, we got- and yes, we understand days do morph into nights as we've warned you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to need to pull up a calendar and look at this because <laughs> I, I don't even know. Today is Sunday. Okay. Yeah, so we, uh, we've we been home six days probably at this okay. point. Okay. Yeah, we were we were in the hospital for a couple of days afterward. I think we should, I think we should back, maybe we should rewind. I want to hear, I want to hear the story. We we had a whole we had a whole segment on birth plan, birth plan versus reality. Yeah, that one was that'll be interesting to go back and listen to. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I, I I gather from from our previous conversations leading up to us and some of our pre-show um, exchanges that things did not go as planned. What uh, what happened? We um, we went to the birthing center. Sarah's in uh, in kind of like early labor at home for a very long time. Actually, we were, we were at the house, um, kind of timing contractions and everything and, um, just wasn't really, uh, progressing, but very much like she was, you know, in, in early labor. And, uh, so she was like, you know, this is, this is doing us no good to, to just continue kind of timing them all night. You know, you should get some rest. I'm going to stop timing them. So I went, uh, I fell asleep for about an hour and a half. Um, in the, in the early Saturday morning. Uh, and she woke me up around five and, uh, we timed the, the first couple contractions that she had after I woke up and they were like two minutes apart. So we very quickly got in the car <laughs> and drove over to the, the birthing center. Wow. Um, 
but you know, we got in there on time and everything and we're in good time. Um, and did you miss the exit? Like you did that one time? going? There? <laughs> no, no, I had, I had, uh, kind of figured that part out. And also it was, it was really early in the morning. So thankfully there was like no traffic and, nice. and stuff. So, um, yeah, we got in and, um, and kind of did the full, like birth center, um, natural labor experience pretty much all the way, um, to pushing. Um, the thing about this this birthing center is that they have uh, a number of things that can happen where you'll basically risk out. So um, if the the birth is not um, happening in a way that or if labor is not happening in a way where um, there are no concerns about the health of mom or baby, um, they will transfer you to the the local hospital they have a partnership with. So we got all the way through to to her pushing. Uh, to the point where there were some precautionary reasons uh, for baby that made us uh, have to transfer. So at that stage, which is like middle of the day Saturday, um, we actually she had to actually load up into a into an ambulance, and I had to hop in the car, and, and we drove over to the hospital to finish everything up. Wow. So, so when how long were you at the birthing center? Do you think duration wise, like what kind of amount of time did you spend there? We were there probably eight hours or so, give or take. Um, and so, I mean, we really did like almost the whole thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to uh, we got to the hospital. Um, there was sort of the like I said the precautionary measures that had us there, but we, um, you know, she started pushing, um, and she had been in labor for like I said, you know, super super long time. So. Um, yeah, we, uh, but anyway, um, you know, happy, uh, healthy baby boy at the end of it. Um, and it just kind of took a while and a little bit different than, than what our plan was. Welcome baby. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome Scott to the club. Yeah. Welcome to fatherhood, Scott. Thank you. Yeah. Got a whole new holiday and everything. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I sent you that text um, later on Sunday, which said you can always lord the fact that you have one extra Father's Day to your wife's Mother's Day. Ooh, that's a good one. I, yeah. I, I think after a little bit of time has passed, I'll share that joke with her. Yeah. No, no, no. Too soon. You need, humor needs some distance sometimes. You are wise. <laughs> You know, I know we talked about this before about like preparation and stuff, but I definitely I've been th- you know I've been on I've been on paternity leave this past week. I've been I've had a lot of time to think. I've got this idea of a product that we could sell. <laughs> um, so the this thing is like a probably eighteen inch by eighteen inch metal box. Uh, it's got a couple slots in it, um, and and it has a big siren on the top. <laughs> And, and you order it, it gets delivered to your house, and you, you activate it. And once you activate it, like every 30 to 90 minutes, the siren just turns on, and it's super-duper <laughs> loud. And, um, and a little piece of paper, uh, when, it, when the siren comes on, a little piece of paper pops out of the slot, and it has like an expert-level Sudoku on it, or like an LSAT logic problem. Yes. And while the siren's going off, you have to like solve that thing and, and shove it back in the other slot. Uh, and if you're wrong, uh, the, the the siren kind of gets a little bit louder 
and another piece of paper pops out. Um, but if you get it right, then it, it shuts off uh, for a few minutes. Yes, that sounds about that sounds about right. And I feel like if we just you know sold that to people, it might give a good idea of what it's like to try to uh, get through the night with a newborn. Uh, I'm sorry, Scott. We did not. We we did not prepare you very well. Yes, no, we did. We, I, I accept no responsibility <laughs> for blame for that. If anything, that's ninety percent of what we've talked about on this podcast has been sleeping. Ah, oh, poor Scott. I'm sorry. So normally, Scott, you're the uh, you're. You're sort of the super organized one who comes into each uh, each recording session with some ideas <laughs> of what you want to talk about. Um, not only did I want to kind of take that off your plate a little bit, but I have so many questions because for me, I'm about a year removed from the last time I did this. Garrett, you're about two years removed from the last time you did this? Uh, a year and a half. Yeah. year Close. and a half. So... So Garrett and I are now outside of that zone of just like terror and hell that is the first, you know, month of a child's life, especially your first child. Like, what are the things that you're afraid of on a daily basis right now? Like, what are the dad fears that you're constantly living with? Oh, man. Um, at what point do I stop constantly like walking over to him while he's sleeping to check if he's breathing Ooh. because I feel like I'm doing that like all the time well because about a year yeah, yeah. because he's not screaming you're like why aren't you screaming you're supposed to be screaming yes. you're always screaming you're not screaming something must be wrong and the first time they sleep through the night you'll wake up at like 4 a.m. and be like why haven't you woken up I need to go in there oh, and it's check. terrifying yeah I, I, yeah, I think about a year is probably about right when you stop caring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's at that point where you're just like, well, you, you've, you've lived this long. I guess at this point, breathing is probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't, I mean, I That's don't know. Fair. I'm not sure if that ever goes away. I mean, like, I still have moments now where I'll wake up in the middle of the night and like turn up the volume on the monitor max to hear if I can... To see if I can hear my four-year-old snoring. I'm sorry. Like, it's... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We have a monitor for the four-year-old. You don't. You don't monitor your. You don't monitor your four-year-old. <laughs> this is a new world for me. All right. We. No, we haven't. No, we don't even monitor our one and a half-year-old. What? Really? <laughs> when did you stop monitoring? I don't know. If, uh. Uh, about a year, I guess. Like, we can hear, if they wake up in the middle of the night, we can hear it. We wake up. For example, a uh, couple weeks ago, we brought in a stray cat. Seems like the right thing to do. Um, and, <laughs> and our youngest, our one and a half year old, like, at, I don't know what time it was, maybe three Two, three, some ridiculous time of night, Scott, you know what time that is, um, woke up just screaming unbelievably loud. And like, I thought she was getting 
either A, kidnapped, that was my first thought, or B, murdered. So I jumped, I didn't even know where I was or what was happening. I jumped up out of bed and I ran in there. And then as I run in there, I see the cat come like trailing out. It has like a nice like slow trot. Like, yeah, I just did that. And then she was like terrified to go back in her bed because I think the cat jumped in her bed to sleep with her. And then she <laughs> she decided that wasn't a good idea. So she screamed and then she would not go back in her bed that night. She had to sleep with me. But um, so we hear we hear her if she wakes up. But yeah, we I don't know. We haven't I don't know. We haven't monitored in a long time. So this is the thing. We've, we've, the problem, I, I guess the, the issue that we started with, um, why we continued to monitor when our, our oldest moved out of his crib and into his room was that he refused for the first six, six months to a year that he was in his big boy bed. He would not understand that he was allowed to get out of it. By himself. Right. So we kept the monitor in there because he would be screaming for us to come get him at like six in the morning, being like, I'm awake. I'm awake. Why isn't anyone getting me out of bed? I'm awake. And so we just kind of left it there. All and, right. But now here's the thing. Like, should we stop? I don't know. Like, I think about this. Like, at what point should I stop? I don't think you have to. I was just like surprised that people we're that into it. I don't know. We're just like, hey, you get up, when you he, get when up. When he's in college, I don't. <laughs> when he's in college. Yeah. Well, when he's in college, I don't. I don't think it'll. You know, like the. I don't think it'll reach that far. So. No. You no. can probably stop like, then. I'm kind of at a point now where I feel like we could stop monitoring him, and and there would be no adverse consequences from doing so. But the reality is, is I just like. It's like one of those things where you're like, oh, I know I should go to the doctor. My knee's been bothering me. But you don't go to the doctor till you blow out your ACL in a company softball game, right? Like you think about it mm. and it's constantly on your mind. But I and I walk past the monitor seven times a day. But I and I always think like, oh, that's still there. But I never move it because maybe subconsciously I don't want to like maybe that means he's growing up and I have to acknowledge that. I don't know. Maybe that's a me thing. And I'm like, grow the hell up already. Yeah, it could be different. That could be the difference. We had the same thing, though, where he didn't get out of bed for the longest time. He would just sit there and be like, you you, you can get up, but... Right, no. like, we had to tell him, like, you can get up. And here's a crazy thing. He turned four about a month and a half ago, and it's only since he's turned four that he will get up in the middle of the night by himself to go to the bathroom. He no longer needs someone to wake him up with him to wake up with him to go potty anymore. What a relief. It's like he turned four and suddenly something in his brain clicked. And now he's like, Oh, I can just go to the bathroom by myself. That's now. awesome. That's awesome. But he still does give us a detailed play by play in the morning <laughs> of like when he went, how long it was for, if it was pee or poop, how long he was in the bathroom, if he washed his hands or not. This morning we woke up, they slept in a little bit. Uh till and by slept in, I mean until eight fifteen. Big deal. And we heard what got us out of bed was him saying, I'm done. I'm done. He had pooped. <laughs> he needed a wipe. He was really proud of himself. Yeah. All the things to look forward to, Scott. Can't wait. I think we got rid of the monitor when 
I think we got rid of his monitor when we needed it for his younger sister. You know, like we didn't oh, want so to. Someone bought us the monitor two pack that mm-hmm. came with two cameras. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had the camera even. Scott, do you have the camera? Yeah, we got a, We've got a camera one. I haven't set it up yet. He's, you know, he's in a bassinet next to our bed. Well, you're not going to use it for six months. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. We really thought about the camera. We, we didn't have the camera either. Maybe we're just uninvolved. I know. Yeah. I don't think it's that at all. I mean, I think that there is a major Big Brother aspect to the camera of like I'm physically watching my children that really creeped me out um, when it was first brought up to me. And then I had the camera, and I also had a kid who tried to escape from his room all the time. <laughs> and suddenly I'm like, oh, I understand the value of this. <laughs> I guess I don't know what I don't know, right? Without the camera. I just believe that they're in there reading books and yeah, sleeping. It's, you're, but who knows? It's like living in the 80s. You just don't know what's out there. They're climbing out the window at night and you know going to clubs and stuff. Taking their big wheel. My older son has always been super into like, this is my baby brother and I got to teach him this and I got to look out for him and I got to do this, this and that and the other. Like, he's just always been a super supportive older brother to his little brother, which has been great. But at the same time, there's so many moments of our lives which are just like, stop hugging your brother. Just stop grabbing him. Like, he's he doesn't need to be hugged right now. He doesn't want to be hugged right now. And there was so much of that in the first, like, two weeks because he was so excited to have a sibling that he just couldn't control his body and feelings around that sibling. Mm. Yeah, we never we never had that problem. It was always quit pulling their hair, quit sitting on them, quit pulling them around. They don't want to be dragged by the leg. Um, and then I, I, I specifically remember having the thought, I cannot wait for the day that she can kick his ass. Like back, you know, to oh, yeah. give it back <laughs> no, to him. I mean, I... And it's finally like we we are on the brink of it. She's just, she's just now starting to like lay into him a little bit, you know, pushing his buttons. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like in the I'm in like at the side of the ring, just like yeah, you go. I know that's terrible. <laughs> fight club. In. It's Tag fight club. <laughs> fight club for toddlers. <laughs> no, it's bad. We don't let it get out of hand, but it's like, come on, okay, be nice. You know, for him, it's like, do not do that. And then for her, it's like, hey, try to be nice, okay? Oh yeah, go get her. Go, go get her. That's not. Go that's get. not nice. Let's try to. Let's try to hold back our he feelings. He does. He's. He's a baby. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> as he's punching his brother in the eye. <laughs> it is. It's a weird double standard when you have two kids, Scott. Where it's just like, ah. Whatever the little one's beating up the bigger one, let it go. Yep, yep. <laughs> like there are battles. Just don't do it at school. To fight don't and... do it at daycare. Yeah, please. How Scott? Uh, how are the dogs doing through all this? Because we also had that's two cats. We also had two cats during the transition. So I'm curious how the how the dogs are doing. They're they're doing a lot better now. Um, when we first brought him home. Um, We've got, you know, two small dogs. Neither of them are all that smart, but one of them is really dumb. Uh, and <laughs> can, we, and say their, can her, we say their names on the air? Yeah, yeah. Um, our so our older one? dog, his name is Pickle, and Pickle. Our, our younger dog's name is Olive. And uh, she's not smart. 
Uh, we love her, but she's not very smart. So, <laughs> you know, Pickle got it pretty much immediately. Um, so basically what we did is my parents came home early. This is something we had been told uh, can be helpful in kind of introdu- introducing a newborn into a family with dogs that kind of already understand their current kind of place in the hierarchy. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our parent, my, my parents were actually here at the house. Uh, we had them take the dogs on a walk. So they were outside of the house. And then we took our son in so that he was kind of already there and wasn't sort of being brought into their space, uh, uh, but he was kind of already there, um, which we've heard is a, is a helpful thing to do. So, you know, he was there, he was in the, um, uh, in the car seat and, and our older dog, you know, Pickle, he just kind of walked up, sniffed him a little bit and, and that was it. And he walked away and he's been pretty good about just sort of, um, staying out of the way and, and he's just, he's a good dog, um. Olive was, she was just super confused. I think she was um, doing a lot of like little small barks and and whimpering and very confused about things that were going on that she couldn't see. Uh, It took a good couple of days um, for her to, to, I think, understand what's going on. But she's been great since, you know, probably a day or two ago. So I I think they've kind of figured it out. We're also really trying to not um, like, I mean, during the day, you know, our our kids sleeping. Um, we're trying not to make it like super dark in here and be whispering all the time. Like, I mean, we don't want to wake him up really. Um, when we're able to get some, you know, precious minutes of sleep, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, you know, it's going to be loud in this house (laughs) during the day normally. So it'd be better for him to get used to it now. So, I mean, I think that's the appropriate way to approach noise when it comes to babies. Like babies can sleep through a more remarkably loud amount of noise. And if you acclimate them to sleeping in like quiet, dark environments that carries over. Mm -hmm. I say this because I did that and it's horrible. Well, that's that's good to know that we're we're doing something right so far. (laughs) One thing you got one thing going. Yeah. I'm going to mark that off on the wall here. The first night, um, we actually, we got him to calm down. We were just kind of the first night at home. Um, we got him to kind of calm down. We were sitting there watching something on Netflix. I think I, you know, I cracked open a beer. Um, and, and then, you know, the first, the first night happened, uh, and, and we woke up from like a, an essentially a 20 minute nap, I guess, um, the next morning, um, after having, you know, been kind of dealing with, with all that all night and, um, had, you know, he had just fed. So there was, you know, at some point in the morning, like he was actually laying down and, and sleeping and we were kind of walking around the house, picking stuff up. And Sarah was like, do you want this? Like it's half full. And she was holding up the beer that I had opened. Uh, and that's something I don't do. Like I don't open up a beer and then not finish it. Um, and, and over the course of the, the next few days, uh, that same kind of thing has kept happening where I'm like, I start something and then it gets completely blown to shit because something else is going on and the baby starts crying or, or, you know, there's a diaper that needs to be changed or whatever. And it made me realize that, like, I have never in my life uh, had a situation <laughs> where I where I need to worry about whether or not I should start something because I might not be able to finish it. <laughs> 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 You've actually just explained 
I didn't even realize it. That's why I can't finish a fucking beer any night. My wife is like so frustrated with me every night because I'll crack one open and then we'll wake up in the morning. There'll be half one there. You've just, you just cracked the code. But hey, hey, uh, Scott, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Scott, do you know every morning I get up, I get the French press, I make a <laughs> cup of coffee, I make the kids breakfast. I pour the coffee. I take two sips of the coffee, and then I get a text from my wife at noon saying, you left your coffee on the table again. This has been happening for four years. I haven't finished a cup of coffee at my kitchen table in four years. Oh, man. You, 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 it's official. You're in the club That's now, it. right? It only You're took a week. Now. That's great. Oh, that is fantastic. That's- so cathartic you don't even you don't even realize like that that's not even a thought that crossed my mind in the five six weeks we've been doing this it's like it because it just becomes a thing sky and you've you've identified it in the first week it's your life that's amazing (laughs) it took me like two years of getting the same coffee text to figure (laughs) out what happened you did it in a week that's amazing I think, if anything, Garrett, this goes to you and I and our excellent tutelage. <laughs>